two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Okay. Oh, we okay. Oh, we the K man. Uh, so Pete, yeah, the as you know, we like to hit current events a lot on the podcast. It's a big part of what we do here, mm-hmm. keeping up with the times. Did you happen to catch uh, Lil Uzi Vert and uh, the ten carat pink diamond that he had embedded into his forehead? No. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I love the topic. I feel like we've, I, I'm all about smashing two things together. So jewelry artists right. and people's foreheads. I think it's a match, <laughs> match made in heaven. Yeah. I don't actually know. I'm not, man, I, I think there was a time when I would have known who Lil Uzi Vert is, but I don't, and I, I don't know who he is. Do you got him? Uzi the Vert man? No, I had not heard of him. Um, but yeah, I think that's a classic uh, we're some old bastards, old yeah. dirty bastards, and uh, I yeah, Uzi the Vert man. You know, salute to what you're doing out there. I assume, unless it's really bad or something, or like unkind to a group of people, whatever, whatever all the bad things could be. If it's any of those, certainly no. But Uzi the Vert man, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you're great. Nice, okay, I'll, and I'll just guess you're just okay. Okay. So we so we have a couple different guesses on the podcast. Uh, Guessthefuture.com and you place wagers, maybe. Yes, that's that's a uh, that's a real idea. That <laughs> is, is that just the stock market? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Guessthefuture.com. I but I think part of the genius of certain things is just renaming one thing that's already good something else and be like, oh wow, this guy's a genius. But really, he just t- took something and put a new name on it. Yeah. There, in the uh, whole uh, the whole world of you know Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all that fun stuff that you know, uh, you almost started that Australian Bitcoin miner podcast. Oh, yeah, which that guy should really guest on guest appear on this podcast. We go on a crypti podcast over here, and we like <laughs> to discuss the weekly Dodge Coin, <laughs> Doji the Coin Man, or Dodge. How do you say that one? I've been saying doggy coin. Doggy coins. Oh, that sounds nice. I think I actually, I was thinking it was doge, and I was I was nervous for how people were throwing around the word doge. For, you know what I mean? Yeah, but doggy yeah. coin, I'm back in. Sign. I'll sign up as, as soon as we're done here. And I could be wrong, but it's got a dog right on the front of the coin. So I, I think oh, it's... And an e-coin. Makes perfect sense. A dog e-coin. Okay, yeah. Dog like e-coin. A, e, whatever the e and like e-trade and all those are electronic right yeah electronic yeah is that what that is okay just trying to think yeah. it's not ethernet i can't it might stand for e-coin so e <laughs> <laughs> dog e-coin coin yeah that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah. dog um, e-coin coin and then the coin stands for dog <laughs> <laughs> but that in the, in that world they have something called uh nfts which are um non-fungible tokens which are basically uh you just take anything at all and then you like create a digital representation of that thing like 
uh, like let's say you wanted to, it, it it would work well for like a song. Like you okay. you you want to forever have credit that you wrote a certain melody. So now you could like record that melody, and then and then turn that into a token and put it on this uh, blockchain, which none of that's going to mean anything to you. And really, barely, but barely means anything to me. But you can just make a re- audio recording and sell it as doggy coin. Like this is doggy coin. It's a, one of a kind. <laughs> You're never going to find. In the same way that there's no two snowflakes the same, no two doggy coins are the same. You're never going to be able to get this audio recording I'm doing tonight again. So you better pony up some cash. Yeah, so, I mean that's not not what I was talking about exactly, but <laughs> that's okay though. If like enough. yeah, you got to really brand everything you do as uh, you're gonna miss the opportunity to see this once in a lifetime thing. Nobody's ever gonna do this exact same thing again. You better get some money together, right? Yeah. So yeah, if if, that, <laughs> if you if you key in on that aspect to it, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I'm off. The tracks there but there's something where you were onto something that really struck a chord with me and i was thinking yeah if you could just really brand the diversity of everything you're doing like or the, not the diversity the, the uniqueness like this will yeah these exact things will never happen again you're going to just walk by and not sit here and experience it oh but then you could argue well i'm going to miss the other thing that's happening if i stay here right that's true so and then you wind up you wind up going in circles at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're back to the beginning, back to the dog syllable for doggy coin and deciding what it stands for. <laughs> but I, I think that with that those technologies, you can do, and there are people out there just betting on uh, any any event, anything at all that might happen in the future. So you could right. like what type of audio recording somebody's going to do, or yeah, what the e and doggy coin will stand for later. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah every year they vote to make the e stand for something different that'd be a fun contest <laughs> get your suggestion oh and sell that as a bitcoin you know hey get your suggestion <laughs> up to the top by buying 500 doggy coins and uh-huh. move up that way a little bit yep yeah exactly <laughs> i think it's it's all starting to become clear to you uh, how this all works <laughs> and where we're headed you know Um. (laughs) that'll be nice i mean honestly if i could do a nice unique recording a day and sell it up the dog coin ladder yes yeah that's (laughs) what i'm that's that's why i'm telling you i think it's worth you getting out there learning a thing or two about uh the ins and outs of uh nfts and yeah starting to create create a few things sell some uh, non-fungible tokens out there so fungible is correct you weren't just trying to say fundable Right. I'm, I'm trying to say fungible. Uh, whether fungible. I'm right or not, it's a whole different story. But Tangible's brother. Yeah, Tangible's gay brother fungible, yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't know they had other ones. I thought of tangible. I think uh, fungible. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I think it fungible means like... Uh, it, fundable. It can't, it can't just be directly uh, exchanged for some value. Oh, it's, you have to sell it like for a, an audio recording. Yep, that's exact. Yeah, it, it has to be. <laughs> it's basically a new, uh, you know, economy based entirely on audio recording. <laughs> 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 and all the audio recordings are just people talking about the uniqueness. No one ever 
It's going to hear this exact group of words again on an audio recording, and then they all just become that. Is that life imitating art? It is, yeah. (laughs) No, art imitating life. And that's even if you can call crypto an art. Right. No, it's not, I guess. It's in the financial field. It's in these NFTs are where the two collide, the two worlds collide. Okay. So picture the financial world colliding with the world of uh, uniqueness and uh, the, the the world of uh, <laughs> audio recordings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. It's what we're famous for. How about computer hacking that changes the emails we send to our bosses? Like, why hasn't everybody at least had that happen to them once? Like, yeah, the the boss uh, email hacker guy who changes your emails to your boss got me. It's a clear example of that. And like, it becomes a thing where if you just get a nasty email from, you know, somebody who works for you, it's almost like, all right, yeah, the, they clearly got. That's how much I think that should be happening out there if if hackers had any creativity. Yeah. It does seem like hackers are only, uh, they're very selfish. They're only out there for their own like personal gain, not out there to uh, make funny, awkward situations happen with, with interpersonal relationships. Oh, yeah. How about some comedy hackers? Yeah. Would, they, would it kill you guys? You smart, uh, you know, and hackers are big fan, friends of the podcast uh, and, and big fans of the podcast. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I would never say bad, anything bad about a hacker. They're great people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, get some, you know, get a sense of humor out there and yeah, hack in and make me say a bunch of really funny stuff to my <laughs> boss. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's, I can't believe, you know, there isn't, 10 a state, 10 per state doing it. Right. I can't believe there's not 10 hackers in the U.S. named Celebration. (laughs) (laughs) Each out there having email my boss from me. (laughs) Right. So how how does that work? So you're a hacker. You're like, you know what that is? I'm sold. You you hear this podcast. You're like, I'm completely sold. That's really funny. I'm going to start doing this. What do you do? You have to pretend to join. You have to get a job with that company. (laughs) (laughs) Work for them for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a little time. It's like any good joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's set it up. It's a long play just to do the email bit. (laughs) (laughs) Then you realize that's that's not going to work. You know, that's just working for a company for 10 years doesn't allow you to send emails from the other guy. (laughs) You're going to wind up just having to hack into his email, which you could have done to begin with. <laughs> right. He only realized it the last few months of those 10 years. You know what? <laughs> Thought it was going well, but I don't think I'm learning the first thing about how to make this email bit happen. But what a joy it's been working for the company. Yeah. It's, it turns out it's it's nice to have something to do every day. <laughs> it's nice to right. be counted on. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Nice to be counted on. Yeah. One of the uh one of the many few things you need to keep it going, I think. Yeah. So yep. what how so what is the email? What is the there's so many good comedy bits with email that you can do. Right. And I think you got to be subtle cuz you don't want to 
Like you could probably skate by with, cause who's checking their scent that much. You could probably skate by, by not overdoing it and doing some really small, weird things. Start. I think you start weird and not no threatening stuff right away. Right. You know, just a weird word here and there. Um, I think you just email your the guy's boss and you ask him if he doesn't mind checking checking over your Twitter account for a little. You know, just ask him <laughs> a weird weird request. Yeah. Like, hey, can you can you take a look right. through my entire Twitter feed real quick? I just I don't know. I just want, want a second opinion about it, whether it's funny or not. <laughs> yeah, are you available to watch my children? <laughs> <laughs> Please show up at my house on this date to watch my children. <laughs> Right. No question about it. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need your 20 sales targets by blah blah blah. <laughs> Please be at my house no later than 5 30 p.m. to watch my daughter Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, not instead I really think they're all just trying to steal your money. And I right. do think it's gonna evolve. Like everything starts there. Everything starts with like just simple how do we get money? Like uh you know art music you know mozart when he was first starting out wasn't doing it to try to create music that was uh, really complicated and really hard to play uh he was trying to make money is that right trying to sell that music yeah he was just selling the music he was doing it to make money because but you know don't you think anybody who really wanted it would have just to be like oh we get laws about this he just played made sounds come out of a box you're kidding me with getting paid. I heard it. If I can remember it, I'm walking away from here. You know, who was being like, oh, yes, I'll respect the rules. This box of music, but you know, I'll file for divorce or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Mozart didn't invent the piano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, no, I didn't think he did. But I'm saying like just some guy walking by who wants the music. He's going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to remember it and walk away. Like. I'm going to follow some rule. This is 1523. Oh, uh, okay. You're talking talking about like uh, intellectual property rights for the, the song. <laughs> right. So how's he making money? And like, if anybody wanted it, I'm saying like, I can't believe a successful business transaction happened before 1950. Right. No, I, I guess it wasn't quite like that. Like they weren't buying the music. They were kind of funding him, like these artists as their sort of pets, right? Like, oh. you know, as in a way that right like you know, an agency they, an old-time agency we're like yeah just come be you know perverted over here with us and you know we'll g- give keep you working and get you some money yeah there i imagine they were all sick perverts the, uh, <laughs> yeah uh but they i think they're just basically you know they're their beneficiary they're they're like just out there uh, teaching them how to be a know. sick pervert <laughs> yes <laughs> they're funding their sick sick habits <laughs> Uh, <laughs> after first cultivating this to begin with right that's part of who they recruit people who are so far the opposite way you know not a not a hiccup on them right normal is the day is long and then they just uh sicken them up right the time. teach them how to play piano <laughs> yeah teach them how to make sounds out of that box <laughs> yeah teach them how to invent a piano <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess there are no invention teachers because then you're like, well, this I, like teach me how to be an inventor. You'd have to invent something to show them, right? <laughs> so, like I don't know. You could think of anything. I don't. I, I, it's not. You know, <laughs> try to think of anything. Like, <laughs> right? 
Dude, invention just, 101. The yeah. intro to inventions. Okay, how do you do it? All right, let's all try to think of something. <laughs> the teacher just steals all the ideas. That was easily happened. That was an invention oh, yeah. school hack. Like, yeah, the way they took That's... advantage of other, you know, artists for a while or didn't pay painters for a while. They didn't pay these guys at first. They they had that. They had uh remember those TV commercials for like got a got a great idea for a for an invention or a business, call this number. And then they would just definitely scam you out of that idea. <laughs> what, okay. To prove you have the idea, tell us what it is over the yeah. phone. And then, yeah, they just take you, it and send it to the, you know, the invention place. Tell it, send it back to their invention teacher and say, hey, <laughs> is this a good idea? Hey, and that you think guy this guy could it. get into the school? <laughs> 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 so he uses that as the example in class. And you kind of farm out these inventions from these very, uh, you know, not there yet inventors. But when you run it up the, the chain of command, it becomes a better idea because they claim this other guy who has a good reputation invented it. And it becomes about following that particular inventor. Oh, I'm a big fan of Vivaldi or, you know, Vivaldi's inventions. Mm. Vivaldi, was that a, uh, a, uh, a violin player? I want to say, yeah, an old timey. I would have said opera to, as a guess. Oh, you're um, probably right. Yeah. Vivaldi. But I don't know. I really don't. Um, Vivi the Volman. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I wish all his, uh, his family members that are still alive all the best. Right. He had to be like a, uh, had to be a composer, probably. Yeah, you're probably right about the that. Bald man. Vivaldi. Yeah, Maybe good name. Vivian Banks. Right, you need, um, right, we've talked about it. You need that name. I think Vivaldi, the, he was probably half the composer or whatever he ends up ended up being uh, that a lot of people were, but they're like, Vivi the Vol man, I don't, I think you're going to last longer with a name like Vivaldi than you know, Peter Smith over here. Oh, you think his real name was Peter Smith? And then, <laughs> or no, but I'm saying like Peter Smith's music was a lot better, but Vivaldi mm. had the better name. So, oh, then they give Peter Smith's music to him and they kind of, right. They combine two artists and say, look, Vivi the Volman is way more marketable than you hand all your music over and we'll, we'll make one guy out of two people. Like you, you're talented. You're just not, this guy's a little more, and you lost this lottery where you have to team up and give all your work to somebody else for the betterment of art. Yes. I think, I think a lot of people, and I, you know, a lot of people don't think this is true, but many people think that Shakespeare is kind of like that, where it's just like a, a conglomeration of a bunch of different people. Because it's like, all right, well, we, we got six different people here all writing the same kind of stuff and like it's all pretty good wouldn't it be much more impressive if it was all one guy right it's like yeah that's so much more impressive this guy came up with every word that's ever you know that we've ever said because once you hear one story in that language you can pretty much copy it you know thou with thou you know okay i'll write an entire book you you provide us with the plot and i'll write the Taoist toss thou <laughs> you just take an existing story that's already written regularly and just put in those words every seven or eight words, I think. Right. Yep. Wherefore is thou? Um, right. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Tom walked down to the store every morning for six years straight. You know, I don't know. That uh, maybe that'd be a good story. Like just follow a guy every day for six years. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah back to 
back to the theme here. Sorry about that. Back to the future. The I but the <laughs> if it was six different guys who wrote all those sonnets and wrote all those plays and stuff like that, maybe none of them are famous. Maybe we don't even know any of their names. Right. Right? Yep. But smash them all together, call them one made up guy. Right. Uh, so it was like William Johnson, Liam Bernhardt, and they just, you know, William, you know, Tommy Shakes and uh Eddie the Pier Man Piers. And they were like, all right, you four. William Shakespeare, here we go. Get to work. You know, where for out thou Romeo? Start there. Yes. Yep. Tommy the Shake Man Shakes. Quite a uh, quite a heck of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Quite a heck of a single individual. I think that was probably, you know how they're like curators for art? They're probably curators for history where they're just like, yeah, that works. That's going to be fun for these people. William Shakespeare, some writing hero. Yeah. Right. I think, you know, a lot of people think that's what Jesus was, too. Oh, just a f- combination of four people? No, just the guy the guy who wrote all, wrote all those plays. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like a combination of a bunch of different people, yeah. <laughs> were they plays or were they just written as like, this happened, somebody went to the store, and then somebody's just like, all right, everybody get up here and do this. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you know, no, I guess after, okay, here's what happened. They were writing stories for years and they decided like, go up here and pretend like you're doing the stuff from the story. Then somebody's like, oh, we could just write it with like the colons and like each guy what they're saying. And then that's a screenplay. Okay. Got it. Right. The inventor of colons. That was a big, uh... (laughs) it's a big part of it. <laughs> yep, Colin Powell. <laughs> okay, yeah. What how did you get that first play going? Like, all right, it's weird enough. I wrote all this these words down and just told it to you guys. Like, what are you talking about? This didn't happen. I know, but yeah, like maybe we'd do this for fun. Like, write some stuff. All right, I guess. That happens for a couple of years. People are like, listen to this one. And then somebody's like, oh, what if let's pretend like we're doing it? And then yeah. people started gathering around, and then, yeah, the guy with the colon shows up and takes it from there. Takes it from there, yeah. I, Yeah, I imagine once people got their minds wrapped around this idea, like, all right, you be this guy <laughs> in the play, and you're going to be this other guy. And then, you know, of course, they're olden times people, so they were complete idiots. So they're like, wait, what? No, like, I'm Cleet. I'm not you know, <laughs> yeah. John, whatever, like. They didn't even know the concept of acting yet. Right. Pretend is all they had, and they had just made up that word weeks earlier. Yes. Yep. And it wasn't even pretend at the time. Pretend started out as something totally different. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I think that's such a funny conversation. The first guy, he was probably bullied for a while. Like, why do you keep saying, let's pretend we're doing that from Chuck's story? What is that? That's a terrible idea. You know? Same as probably a lot of these guys who had great ideas. No, stop, you know? And then this guy got no credit for inventing what we all, movies, plays. Uh, movies, plays, TV. I think that's movies, our Movies, plays, them. TV, yeah. That's all the colon ones, yeah. <laughs> movies, plays, TVs. Yeah, the, the, the uh, Mount Rushmore of colon having those three. <laughs> Shakespeare inventing all those words. But the complete genius just to come up with, like, I think uh, puking 
That's a word he came up with. Okay, nice. All right. Just ma- made up the word puking. Puke. That's one. Right. I got a puke. I can see that sounding smart, especially back then. Puke, right. Rebuke, puke. You know, it's a very uppity word. You can imagine a guy with that, uh, with a powder wig on saying. Yes. Yeah. Must you puke? (laughs) I puketh thou. Uh Thou pukest? Little (laughs) less noise there. I, thou, I, thou, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're always up. No, nah, maybe not. They're, they're not always on a balcony, but, um, nice art form. It's a lot of balconies. Yeah. Yeah. Get some new they, ways of talking. You know, I guess they were all, cause it was all honestly what we're talking 1500s. It was all men who were too old trying to get women who were too young out those balconies. That's true. Yeah. They're trying to get them. And it, I feel like it's the balcony. You want to stay a little farther away because I know I always hone in on this, but everybody was stinking to high heaven. You know, yes. stay up in that balcony until it's time to be ravaged by some guy fourteen times your age. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, had a little choke job of my own on some water over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pre-ravaging, right. Stay the hell away, please. (laughs) No. I mean, yeah, stay away, but, you know. But the other parts are not okay. Ravage me no more, for how? For how? Thy ravage. Thy ravagest thou. (laughs) What are you saying about a little quieter there? Was that about the puking? (laughs) Yeah, it um, it was Romeo's father, I think, coming out like, and I think a little less noise there. I want to say that might have been in Peter Pan, the stage version, the colon version of Peter Pan. Okay. Yeah, so a little less noise there was uh, was uh, Jane and Michael's father. No, no, more. I'm getting Peter. I'm getting Mary Poppins in there. Um, Wendy, Moira, Angela, Darling, John, John and Michael. Wendy, Michael, John, Tinkerbell, come on. Yeah. So I think little less noise there is from that one. A heck of a performance by Mary Martin, which uh, catapulted Allison Williams into being Peter Pan, almost as an homage to uh, a woman playing a little boy uh, 60 years prior. I have no idea how many years. Or if it's wow. an homage. I love homages. Yes, generally. It's... Right. A little nod. When you say, and, and it's a weird line to draw because it's a lot of it's just plagiarism. Where you're like, oh, a little nod to that. I stole the lines and said them in my song. Right. It was homage. homage. Yeah. The first guy might have taken some heat. Right. But then everybody else was just doing an homage to him. So. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's what we're famous for. Can you just work for the internet itself? Kind of like, you know, I work for the city. Like I work for the internet, you know? uh no there's yeah there's always going to be something that you actually work for not just the internet yeah i think there's a couple of like uh organizations um that that have some governing authority over different parts or aspects of the internet but there's the internet there's (laughs) yeah there's there's the guy who runs the internet Uh, (laughs) i forget that guy's name you could work for him i suppose Right. That's if he decides to sub it out, some of that work. Yeah. 
yeah if he's got yeah i imagine he's he gets too busy some of the time (laughs) i think his wife helps him out right it's one it's a family business right you you go up for the you go out for the job but you know you're just gonna lose it to the sun anyway yep exactly (laughs) um okay but yeah so there's that there's the guy who runs the internet then uh, there's one or two other organizations but those guys all work for him (laughs) (laughs) those guys all work for the city so (laughs) that's always a nice one i work for the city i mean how many different jobs could that be 875 i think there's a lot of city and uh there's a lot of governmental employees a lot of different cities you could work for (laughs) right i wonder if you could have one city work for another (laughs) right we i'm working for the city i live in baltimore but i just my work happens to be benefiting the city of denver yeah well you could do that yeah right just oh right because i think yeah just Okay, yeah, I live in Baltimore, but I I work for the city of somewhere else. That's okay. It is, yeah. That is okay and probably becoming more and more common. Right. Um, just live wherever you want. We'll handle it over the internet. Right. Or just long taxi rides or whatever, you know. Right. Whatever you need. <laughs> we'll handle moving with the internet. We'll put oculuses on our heads <laughs> and pretend we're somewhere else. oh man you got to bring up the ock fellas when you can yes um but yeah no not i i hate to jump to uh sticking something on somebody's head to go on vacation but yeah can you work the real question is yeah without putting an oculus on someone's head can you work for another city yeah yeah i think the city of uh denver probably hires people to work on like its website for example and then uh and then they make you know, a move out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you live out in Denver, once you've moved your whole family to Denver, <laughs> they might say, Hey, would you mind moving somewhere else? Uh, hey, trying you, to, would you mind having all your work benefit Baltimore? <laughs> <laughs> win a bet. In other cities. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. Make somebody from Denver move out to, baltimore only to find out you know their work will now benefit denver just luck of the draw job wise it's a tough market you got to learn to be you know agile and work for whatever city they come at you with yes 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 um so the internet is not quite like the city in that way because the internet you're saying is its own independent <laughs> own independent entity yeah the internet's just sort of something that happened you know it's uh it's it's gotten away from us as a society like we're not right whoever that guy is who runs it really ruined it yes Ran it that, the in, that, in that way it's gotten away from us because <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one knows where to find that guy <laughs> <laughs> that's responsible for the internet yeah yeah no, no, there's no like support hotline or anything like that <laughs> I mean, if they're, they would have a lot more internet employees besides that one guy with a hotline. Yeah. I, I think he all, the, the other thing is he keeps odd hours. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So I don't know. I work for the city, 872 jobs, but then you add on the possibility that you could be working for somebody else's city. That Okay. We can't even put a number on it. It's 90,846 jobs you could possibly have 
because some of these city jobs are working for other cities. And that's just the nature of the beast these days. I think that is it. Yeah, you, you, I think you could probably be in a uh, a video for what it takes to work for the city, explaining the nature <laughs> of working for the city. That's how perfectly you've got that. Yeah, worked out. So yeah, I mean, everybody from the guys fixing the red lights all the way down to the guy writing code for some other city. It's uh, we are here. Yeah, I could be the commercial guy. Yeah, right. Make a commercial for working for the city. Yeah, come work for the city. Every year we hire 46 million. No, but yeah, however many I said based on what I've already said to this point, that's how many people they've hired in the commercial. And, you know, somebody else writes the commercial. I don't know why I'm even taking a stab. That's another city job. Write the commercial. We are the city. We are the city. <laughs> I am the city. Does every city have to have a city of, of something? The city of that city of brotherly love, charm city. Does, is that required? Or you're not a real city, maybe. I don't. I think all cities do have uh, slogans. Right. All the states have what? A bird? You got a state bird. You have a yeah. state uh, flower. Right. The black eyed Susan. Yes. Yep. I mean, there's other stuff too, right? Is it the old? Yeah. State, state dog. The Chesapeake Bay Retriever is the state dog. You know, the state uh, sport is jousting, which is so, such horseshit. That is insane. Yeah. What is it? What are the same things for New York? Oh, I couldn't tell you. State sport baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's all old. They named it, they gave these things out back when jousting was popular, obviously. So this might have been like, you know, get in the ring and fight a tiger or something. Right. That's the state sport of New York. How long did that last? They might have they must have cut that off pretty early, going and fight this tiger. It didn't go too far past the um them doing that to the christians back in the roman days right so we're talking you know i think once we get into the two three four hundreds people probably said all right why don't we stop stop having these tigers eat people is that the renaissance yeah that's no no different time period different time period oh you know what i'm thinking of the crusades the crusades yeah that was a fine time (laughs) the crusades and the yeah those real general named history stuff the Renaissance, the Crusades, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Dark Ages, the Ice Age. What are you talking about? The Bronze Age. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Internet Age. Right. Old Wives Tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Spanish Inquisition. Oh, right. There we go. I always got that confused with the guillotine. I always thought Inquisition sounded like guillotine. Or Inquisition sounds like one of those neck chopping things, doesn't it? The Spanish neck chopping device is what I thought. Um, the Inquisition. Oh, the incision. Oh, maybe that's what it is. The Spanish incision. Yeah. Right. The Inquisition was always p- incorrectly picturing that a neck smashing, de- neck chopping device. I mean, maybe in some history textbook it, it had that. I, they might have used it. The guillotine wasn't, I think, the tool of choice for the Spanish Inquisition, but maybe they used one. They've got a used one from uh, France. <laughs> from the last people to do one of these inquisitions. <laughs> yeah. Get your neck thing, whatever you neck knife thing. They sell those. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there were vendors like selling toy versions of those <laughs> things to like the kids who went and watched. Yeah. I mean, back then, I, yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> so did, did like the government, they, 
have the market cornered on guillotines or do, were there any like just regular people just like you, you just go over to your neighbor's place and he's out back just building a guillotine <laughs> you're like hey what what's going on back here what's, what's going on behind that room device <laughs> right <laughs> what do you got going on <laughs> nothing <laughs> um right i guess every man it's that might have been the the car working on as, as far as how proud they were like you know my guillotine's almost there um <laughs> and yeah i think they probably had code yeah because you didn't want to everybody was secretly doing it right i mean yeah and then should you be scared if if like you know if your your buddy is making a guillotine it's like <laughs> you could kill me just as easily back then with just a knife, right? Yeah, it's not like I <laughs> right. walk up behind me and stab me. Right. You I'm have gonna... my full trust. And quite frankly, if it's from behind and I never see it coming, my permission. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, blow me, blow the back of my head off, but I'm not sure that guns have been invented yet. So yeah, I don't think I give you permission to slash my neck in case I stay alive for a little bit. But guillotine-wise, if you can trick me into laying down on the thing and putting my neck on there, thinking it's some other thing, and then you, dro- <laughs> you drop the guillotine down, no right. problem. But to your point, you do have the guy's full trust. So it would be like, oh, which is perfectly. Try out my new guillotine. Yeah, I would, God, I'd never use it on you. Love you, man. How long have we been friends? Yeah, yeah, really long time. Lie down there for me. Right? As long as you don't actually accidentally lay the wrong way you know, on the guillotine and you're facing upwards because then it would be upsetting, you know? Oh, right, because you'd see it coming. Yeah, and the right. whole thing with the give me my favorite sandwich and blow my head off and, and <laughs> while, while I'm looking at my favorite uh, lake or whatever. Right. What is it? Yep. What is your Yeah, I mean, I, I usually just go with picnic and you're just looking forward to something pleasant and, you know, you there's no way from a moral standpoint you could say you don't give everybody permission to do that because it's, it would not matter. Like you'd be, you don't have time for it to matter. You're like, oh yeah, it, I just, I suffered nothing. So you can't really say the person's bad. It's not a moral. They're they're good. They didn't they didn't hurt the person. They just ended their life. No hurt was involved. Right, 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 right. They didn't put them through any pain. Nah, 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 nah. nah so they're nah, perfectly nah. fine. No. <laughs> yeah, we're just having some fun. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to anybody who's. Uh, friend or relative was eating their favorite sandwich and got their head blown off at a yes. company picnic. Right. Uh, to all the people out there who everything else checked out except it wasn't their favorite sandwich, our hearts go out to you. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, the Spanish Incision. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Spanish Inquisition. So that was that was more of a less about the guillotine and more about be our religion or, or we'll treat you poorly. That's right. Yeah, that was more about it. Uh, inquiring. That's why Inquisition, you know, if that wow. helps you remember it. They were just yes. going around inquiring uh, whether or not people would like to try out their new guillotine. Now, I, <laughs> yeah, they, just going around inquiring if people were, you know, of the correct religion, which, you know, was Catholic at the time for the, for the Spaniards. Right. <laughs> and then... Yeah, I think they would do a bunch of horrible things like, you know, force conversion of Jews. and Of non-guillotine users to guillotine. <laughs> yes. Anybody who was against the guillotine, they would force them to guillotine five people until they thought it was cool. Right. 
Yeah. And then they named that the Inquisition. <laughs> I don't know what uh, what they were doing in the Inquisition. I think that's like some of the horrible. Some it's famous for all the terrible torture that was done. Right. But Stretch I don't, people out. Is it that stuff? And like maybe the, you know, the where you lock lock some like you know cage around your head and stuff like that. Right. A lot of crank based tortures back then. Just some guy. With one of those uh, gladiator outfits on, cranking some big thing that's slowly destroying you. Yes. It's all Princess Bride style. Right. That guy just came from fighting Gerard Butler. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I think also back then, you know, there weren't a lot of different things that they could use the tour. It was like you're saying it's all crank based because I think that's what they had come up with. Right. Like we got gears, we 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 got cranks. We got gears, and that's pretty much it. We have all these guillotines. <laughs> we got, we got a bunch of leftover guillotines. <laughs> Back from when that was cool. <laughs> right. Put a few cranks on them. Oh, yeah, crank-based guillotine. That would make it more torturous, I think, because you, you want the one fell swoop aspect, if you're a humanitarian at all. Yeah. I think that's that's what they were going for. That's why they have that slanted, because <laughs> it's going for a nice, clean chop it's it's going yeah. all the way through it's kind of a nice i think it probably would be better than the electric chair and the then the, yeah you know it's basically a charity it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. god no um but yeah that's a heck of a way to be treating our fellow human beings huh yeah wow guillotines i mean going around inquiring anything of anyone just seems so <laughs> insane to me Right, the census? No, I. Who cares? Get away. Ah, yeah. I don't. Not, it's not that I'm not interested. You know, I want to know how many people and uh, who live in each apartment too, just as much as the next guy. Right. But. Just guess all. Just go with. Fill it in based on what the, on whatever blueprints they say. How many bedrooms? Okay, that's how many people. Good enough. Move along. Who cares? Exactly. Like, you, you can't. Unless there's some studies to show that, you know, it's against global warming or something. I, you know, but other than that, use the amount of people that the internet says will hold there. Well, they, they really, they use it to do all sorts of other stuff, right? They, so you, you got to like say how many people of each ethnicity and such are in, you know, live in your household. Because oh, then okay. they're going to use that to, supposedly it's, it's kind of an important thing to fill out the census. But I'm just saying... The fact that it is important just already means 50 million other mistakes have been made. Right. We're heading towards, hey, yeah, it's a history repeating itself. We don't want to go back to the Spanish Inquisition. Do not do the census. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've been saying on this podcast since day one. (laughs) Stop the census. (laughs) Bring back guillotines. Bring back the guillotine. (laughs) Right. We're humanitarians. It kills people way quicker than any of the other new ones. Yep. No. I, yeah. Death penalty's tough stuff. Yeah. Death penalty. Yeah. I'm on record as not um, not caring one way or the other about the death penalty as long as uh, there's as long as like, they use a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're doing it on me, you know, I, don't, I don't care which way they do it. <laughs> Now, as long as uh, we're, you're completely sure that the person's guilty and that they did something horrible. Yeah. But the problem is like, so that means like, you know, airtight, 
100% DNA, you know, video evidence, whatever you need. Right. If you got all of that, I'm pretty okay with it. I, I don't, I'm against it in that I don't think it's the right way to do it, but uh, I don't feel too bad for the people or anything like that. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's right. If there was a way to have absolute proof, like, oh, like there's, yeah, there's got to be a level beyond at a certain point, just admit in the law and not that it's okay. There are, we've blown this before. Okay. So let's account for right. the us blowing it because we're humans. Not just like the justice system, like we, this is fucked. So maybe put a new level of these guys did it. It was on videotape. They, they're not sorry at all. You know, yes, you may not, you may not put them in pain, but you may kill them. Yep. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem like it really helps anybody out all that much to even do that. So I still think it's wrong. It costs more money and it doesn't seem to really give anyone any particular solace or anything like that. So yeah, just stop doing it. Right. I think your only thing there is go make peace with that guy. Like that's going to be the meaning of your life. Like go just try to make that guy good. And like, that's something you can salvage from the horror, horrible horror. Yeah. Couldn't decide which one to go with of the situation. Yeah. But what if you go in there to try to like, you know, you go talk to the guy or whatever and you try to make, you know, tell him that you forgive him and uh, that you're sorry for whatever he went through. Here, check out my new guillotine. (laughs) He's he's in there just making a guillotine. (laughs) 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 And then he, just like everybody else, he tricks you into going into it. Or, but I mean, like, just what if he's just like <laughs> says a bunch of sick stuff about how much he really enjoyed killing your family or whatever? Like that, that's right. gonna. No, yeah. come on, dude, don't say that. We we want to make this right. No, I. And then you give him a few of those, and if he doesn't do, yep. Oh man, I'm sorry. This could work. I'll have to find meaning somewhere else. I, I hope you can uh, come to terms with what you did, and maybe call me up in the next year or so and say say that you're sorry. That would be so awesome if you could work towards that. But yeah doesn't seem like we're going to be able to make peace and then and then he does it and then he calls you in a year and he's like hey you know what i really think uh you know i i really think i thought about what you said and and i'm uh you know i don't know who i was a year ago but i'm not that man anymore i'm someone different like come in and talk to me and then (laughs) 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 then what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just it shows you what he's working on <laughs> <laughs> yes right nice quick show and tell se- session yeah i'll show you how it works <laughs> lie down there good to see you by the way yeah i truly am sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're famous